You guys can be seated. Um, as Hannah just prayed, we're going to spend some time reflecting on Ecclesiastes. Uh, today is a response Sunday, and if you've been with us over the last few years, you know it's a part of our regular rhythm to every few months pause from our normal sermon series that we're going through and take some time to reflect on the past, reflect on what God's been doing in our church, what he's been doing through our teaching, and even just in our own personal lives. Um, this This method of reflecting and uh, thinking about what God's been doing is biblical. It comes actually, uh, it was inspired in our church through our our series in Exodus when the Israelites paused and reflected on how God delivered them from Egypt. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to just think over the last few months, we started Ecclesiastes in April. And so since April, what's God been speaking to our church about? And if you are new with us today or you're just joining us, um, don't worry. We're going to be looking through five reflections, but um, we'll have verses that are connected to those reflections. There'll be questions. um, And you can engage in those questions exactly where you're at today. They're kind of universal questions too. So uh, the goal for today, and I really want to emphasize this, is that you would have a conversation with God. As we move through these five reflections from our our series in Ecclesiastes, um, it's easy to just read questions and then be thinking in our heads. I realize that for myself, I do that often. But there's a shift when I realize that the presence of God is with me and I can have a conversation with him in my head as I think about these questions. And so I would really encourage you, as you consider the questions on the screen and consider your own life, that this would be an opportunity for you to include God in the things that you're thinking through, to know that his presence is in this room with his people here. And I also would encourage you to just kind of hold in your mind how amazing and beautiful it is that God through his spirit can speak to each one of us at the exact same time in different ways, knowing exactly your story and where you're at, that he can meet you right there as he can meet the person next to you. I just think that's really amazing um, that God's that powerful and that we're collectively doing this together. Okay. So Like I said, there'll be five prompts. Each one is going to have a verse attached to it that's connected to Ecclesiastes. Then there's going to be a series of questions that I'll give you and then a a little prayer. And um, after kind of going through the verse and explaining a little bit about that, that topic... Uh, that slide with the questions and prayer will be left on the screen and um, it's just meant for you to meditate during that time. So you can either think, you can journal, whatever works better for you. You're welcome to do that. Some of the times of reflection will be underscored with some music and some will be silent. That's just recognizing that some of us do better thinking when it's silent. Some of us do better with music. So if it happens to be one that's more difficult for you, think about your uh, neighbor who might be having an easier time during that one. So Let's get right into it. Oh, last thing. You guys got this card when you um, walked in. We're going to use that at the end of this time. So just kind of have it handy and know that we're going we're gonna to use that soon. Okay, the first prompt is that all is vanity or life is bananas, as Darren has said, if you've been with us. And this comes from Ecclesiastes 1 uh, verse 2, and actually it's found throughout the entire book. So Ecclesiastes 1, 2 says, vanity of vanities, says the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And that word vanity, it's a, a translation from a Hebrew word, hevel, which actually is a visual metaphor. Uh, it, the it better translates into English like smoke or vapor. Um, And it's trying to communicate this idea that life is like something you're trying to grasp, but you can't quite get it. Um, You'll see some translations use the word meaningless, pointless, futile, vanity. 
um, that life sometimes feels futile. We realize that we're all going to die. So no matter how hard we work, we kind of try to attain all this stuff or try to feel fulfilled, but eventually we die. And sometimes no matter how much we have, we don't feel fulfilled. There's kind of this meaningless to life. Sometimes we feel that Ecclesiastes has given us permission to feel that and to wrestle with that. And we know that Jesus brings us hope in the midst of life, life's futilities. But to just pause and consider, maybe some of you might be experiencing this more realistically right now in this time of your life. What do you do when life feels meaningless? How do you process through that? So there's going to be some questions on the screen here for you to engage with and then a prayer for you to just silently pray to God. And remember, have a conversation with God as you engage with these questions. The next theme that we're going to look at from Ecclesiastes is that we are not in control, but God is. It's again, something that this book has frequently reminded us of. And it comes uh, for today's purposes from Ecclesiastes 1 verses 14 through 18 that say, I have seen everything that is done under the sun and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight and what is lacking cannot be counted. I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I applied my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is but a striving after wind. For in much wisdom is much vexation. And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. We've really had to wrestle with this idea that life sometimes feels crooked and sometimes it feels like God lets it be crooked when he could make it straight. And why? And I love that Ecclesiastes has given us permission to ask that question and to feel those feelings. Because I think if we're honest, we all feel that way. We've had to embrace this idea that God is mysterious. That God is wise beyond what we know. Ecclesiastes is a part of the wisdom literature of the Old Testament. Which collectively together is teaching us how to live a wise life. And part of that wisdom is opening our hand to know that God is beyond us and he sees things differently than we do. So to us, what seems crooked, God sees it differently. So as we consider this idea that we're not in control, that God is, that sometimes bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people, we wrestle with him. We ask him, how are we responding to that? So take some time and just think about these questions and pray this prayer to God. Our third reflection from Ecclesiastes is sobering. It's that death comes to all. And again, throughout the book, we've had to wrestle with the reality of death. Uh, for today, we're going to read from Ecclesiastes 12 verses 1 to 8, which is this uh, 
this big illustration of death approaching. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few and those who look through the windows are dimmed and the doors on the street are shut. When the sound of the grinding is low and one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low. They are afraid also of what is high and terrors are in the way. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags itself along and desire fails because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. Before the silver cord is snapped or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern and the dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to God who gave it vanity of vanity says the preacher all is vanity. I think in our culture we sometimes struggle to really look death in the face. And to embrace it. But it's really sobering and important for us to reckon with the reality that every single one of us is going to die. And thank God, through Jesus, we have hope through that. Death is not our last enemy. As the New Testament reminds us, Jesus has defeated death and given us hope through that. So we have hope. And yet we still are mortal. Our bodies are still going to die and go back into the earth where they came from. So... Take some time and think about your own death and engage in these questions with God. The fourth reflection for today is a little bit um, easier. It's to enjoy the life that God has given you. We're going to read from Ecclesiastes 11 verses 7 through 10. Light is sweet and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Throughout Ecclesiastes, we've seen the preacher kind of have these spurts of reminding us that our life is actually filled with good things. Um, we've been encouraged to appreciate the simple things in life, to appreciate the things that we have, uh, to enjoy a good meal or to enjoy good company. It's really beautiful, I think, to pause and remember that God wants us to enjoy his creation and to enjoy the gifts that he's given us, that he wants us to experience them and experience the goodness and the happiness that they bring us. So take some time and think about the gifts that God's given you in your life and how you can see his presence and his goodness to you as you reflect on these questions. Father, we thank you that you have set us free to a life 
of freedom. Help us, help us see what that means to experience that in deeper ways, to know your character and your love and who you are and how that brings freedom to us. Father, we thank you that you love us and that your presence is with us always, that you never change, that we can trust you to always be faithful in the midst of considering our own death and considering how life feels crooked sometimes. And sometimes we feel angry with you about that and considering just life's mysteries. God, help us trust in your goodness. We know you're good. We know you're bigger than us. And we're grateful that you are. Grateful that you see beyond what we're able to see. So move in this church body and God help us grow in our depth. In our love for you. In our understanding of what it looks like to know you and to love each other. Be in this time, God. In your name we pray. Amen.